I want everybody to eat. And maybe that's just me being a good ass person, but I want everybody to eat, whether you're in my life or not. You don't gotta sit at my table to eat. to episode three of season two of just jay the podcast um this episode is actually really pre-recorded because i'm not going to drop this one until november 19th and i'm recording it on october 23rd (laughs) but yeah this episode is really going to be me talking about khalid and my experience with him and how i was so lucky to have him and i feel like i don't know like he was just so different like he was literally sent here to do something. He was sent here to be a symbolic figure in a lot of people's lives and then, you know, transition to the afterlife. Like I solely feel like everybody is set on this earth to do something and I really feel like he was just here to be an amazing figure and somebody that people will really, really remember because he was unbelievable. Like he was so caring, so sweet, so... He was everything. He was really everything. The day he passed, like, really, really fucked up a lot of us. Like, a lot of us. For a long-ass time, like, including myself. I never really talk about, like, how that day was or what happened to a lot of people because it's just such a sad memory that I have. And I have a lot of sad memories, and that's the crazy part. that I Like, I have been through so much shit to where it's, like, I remember each thing so vividly. Like, it's, like... I literally, it's, it's literally like I have a movie film of that moment in my head stored away so that whenever I think about it, I can literally play it every time. And I don't tell people like that because it's just like, I don't know, shit like that is crazy to see that like you can go through crazy things like that and, you know, learn to eventually cope with it and then be okay. It's crazy how life works really. But yeah, Khalid was my cousin. Um, he was so special. Like that's every time that I go to describe him, that's really the first thing that I say because he was so special. Like he would call me just to tell me that I was pretty or just to say like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? You know, you're beautiful, right? Like every time he would see me, he would call me beautiful. Every time he would see me, he would say, I love you. Like he was just so loving. And, and I wish I would have, I wish I would have took every moment that I got with him. And appreciated it 10 times more. Because I never pictured my life without him. I never pictured like there would be an end to it. You feel me? So high school was great. Like I saw him every single day. I saw all we saw all of our friends every single day. That's why I really love high school. Because I feel like high school is a great memory for me. Because I remember seeing my friends every single day. And like shit was lit. Like high school was mad fun. Mad fun. Mad fun. I have... What? I would do high school all over again with the same people. No funny. The same people. Just because, like, it was really a learning experience. Like, I learned mad shit in high school. A lot of a lot of people that I still fuck with now are from high school. Thank God that they're still, like, you know, real-ass people and then I really fuck with them. But I met a lot of my friends in high school. Like, and we dead-ass just grew up together. Like, that's so special. 
I remember me and Khalid had the same social studies class for like two years in a row, bro. He sat next to me. He sat, no, he sat behind me in the first class and then he sat next to me in the last one. Bro, I remember there was this one day he was coughing, coughing, coughing. I'm like, bro, you're mad loud. Like, you're right behind me. He's like, bro, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yo, it was mad. Like, he was just, he was just everything. Bro, he was really my bodyguard. He was really my bodyguard. Like, anybody that would mess with me in high school, yo, don't tell Khalid because he got it. He got it. I remember he chased one guy around the school, dead ass, because he had threatened me. And Khalid was like, yo, like, okay, so what you about to do? And the guy didn't want no smoke. And he walked out the building and Khalid literally followed him just to make sure he wasn't going to come back. You feel me? Like, just real bodyguard shit. And I fuck with that because, like, I didn't realize the level of loyalty that he always gave me is the level of loyalty that I'm asking motherfuckers for out here. You feel me? I always pictured us, like, you know, like, we went through it when we were little. Like, we, he, his childhood was crazy, like. The things that he went through in his life, I know really, really affected him. We grew up together, me, him, Messiah, and Zaire. I don't know. Like, it's just crazy that he won't get to see us all at our baby showers or at our weddings or at our graduations. Like, I, he wasn't there when I graduated college. Like, it's just so crazy because we went through mad shit together when we were younger. Like, that's one of the most amazing things that I have in my Life is that I went to school with him every day and got to see him every day for like four years straight. Even there would be days where like, I don't know, like I'm a quiet person when I don't feel like fucking with nobody and I'll be in my head a lot. So like, I'm not going to fuck with nobody that's if unless they fuck with me, really, especially in high school. Like I was just mad like to myself. So there would be days where I just didn't want to fuck with nobody and I would have an attitude and like he would always try to make it better. Always, always. And that's what I appreciated because nobody really went the extra mile for me like he really did. And I gave him a candle at my Sweet 16. I remember what song I played too. It was fucking Drake, uh, You My Right Hand, You My Go-To, that shit. <laughs> that was really my right hand man boy. He's He was so funny. Oh my God. His laugh was so crazy. Like He instantly walked in a room and lit the whole shit up. I remember there was this night. I was um, driving past the cemetery and for some reason, like I was just in a daze on the license plate of the car in front of me. And I'm like, yo, why am I stuck looking at this license plate? Like something, I don't know, my intuition, just something was telling me like, yo, look at the license plate, look at the license plate. And it was K-A-H-1125. And I'm like, why the fuck is that sticking out to me, bro? It, the immediately what struck out to me was the 11:25 and the fact that I was driving past the cemetery. 11:25 was the time that the exact time that Khalid's little brother texted me the day of his accident. So Khalid passed away because basically he had left behind a suicide note and died in a car accident. That weekend I happened to be home from school because I had I used to go home from school all the time. I, had, I remember I just got out the shower and Khalid's older brother had texted me on Snapchat. And I'm like, yo, what, what the hell? Because he don't usually text me on Snapchat. If he needs something, he's going to call me like regular. I answered it and it was, he was like, yo, Khalid was in a car accident. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, what happened? Where are you at? 
and I'm getting dressed and I'm my dad's in the living room. So I'm screaming to him like, yo, you just got the same text that I got. He's like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, I bet I'm putting my stuff on, whatever. We get in the car. He tells us where he's at, whatever. He said, yo, it's bad. Like he got into a bad car accident. So we speed into the hospital that they said that he was at. Probably we get to like seven minutes away. And mind you, this hospital is a little bit deep from where we live. Like it was a drive. And when we get like five minutes from the hospital, there's mad traffic for some reason, like mad traffic. So I'm like, yo, like we're trying to get there, but we can't get there. Mind you, my whole, in my head, my whole time, I'm not thinking about him dying. Like that was not even a thought in my head. Like, yeah, all right, like, let me just, let's just go be there just because like, we don't know what the fuck going on. So we driving, whatever. And I'm on the phone with my best friend at the time. Cause I'm telling her like, what's going on. And I'm like, yo, have you heard anything? Like, what's up? She's like, no, like what's going on? My dad gets a call from Khalid's mom and you just hear her crying and crying and crying and crying. And my dad's like, yo, what's going on? Like what's happening? We're on the way. She's like, yo, he's gone. And just starts crying, crying, crying. And my dad drops the phone. He's like, nah, no way, bro. Nah, no way, bro. Mind you, he's zooming, trying to get out of cars, in and out of traffic to get to where they're at. We pull up. I, bro, I don't even remember what happened after my dad dropped the phone. Cause I'm like in shock. I was, I remember I dropped my phone. I was on the phone with my friend. I was like, nah, no way, no way. Like, cause that's literally, that was never a thought in my mind that we would lose him. We get there. It's so many of our friends, so many are one of Khalid's aunts, one of his uncles, me, my dad, my mom, Khalid's girlfriend at the time, a few of our best friends. Like it was a lot of people at the hospital. So we pull up and everybody's crying, 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 crying. I'm like, yo, what's good? What happened? Like, why is everybody, like, what's going on? Khalid's girlfriend had blood on her shirt. So I'm like, yo, like, this is really getting crazy. I don't know if I'm going to cry during this episode, but I really feel it coming and I don't want to because I haven't cried over this in so long. Maybe because I don't talk about it ever, but yeah. Anyway. She has blood on her shirt. And I'm like, yo, what's good? Like, what happened? They're like, yo, he got into a car accident and ran into something. And immediately, like, I'm like, what? Like, then all of a sudden there was a suicide note that was sent right before it happened. So I'm like, yo, basically in the suicide, the suicide note is just suicide and depression are really, 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 really real. And people don't take them as serious as they should. Like, reading a suicide note from your cousin is crazy. That's so crazy. And the suicide note, he was always, he was still his sweet, innocent self. Like, yo, like, I tried, but this shit got hard, basically. And I get it, because this shit do get hard. It does get hard. But I think the times that get hard are what make you. We were so young. We were 18 at the time, so... We didn't know that. That's a, I, I'm 21 now, and I just realized that like life is gonna get hard. Like you just gotta stick it through. When you're 18 and you're depressed and you just broke up with your girlfriend and you're going through school, like and you're working, like that's a lot. So I get it. I remember they took us. I don't know what kind of like. I don't know what the purpose of this was, but they just did it. I don't know. But the hospital was like, yo, y'all can see him if y'all want to. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't want to see him. What the hell? I remember it's me, my mom, and my dad that go in together at one point. 
my dad's walking in front of me. I'm behind my dad and my mom is on the side of both of us because like we both bracing ourselves like what the fuck we about to see. We walk in. Mind you, my dad's in front of me. So he blocks my first view of the whatever we see. All I remember is just him dropping to his knees like, no, 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 no. Then I see Khalid there. He's literally laying in the hospital bed and there's mad blood all over him. And I'm like, nah. And I immediately, all I remember is walking like around my dad and I'm going, I'm walking towards the bed like, yo, get up. Like, bro, this is not funny. Get up. Like, I'm screaming at him like, yo, get up. Like, this is not funny. Damn. I didn't realize how much emotion I still had like tied behind that story until right now. But I remember my dad like, no, no way. Like, he's on his knees screaming like, yo, get up. Like, I'm at the point, I'm at the bed, but I'm not touching him because I know if I would have touched him, I would have been shaking him. Like, yo, get up, get up. But like, I'm screaming. I'm like, yo, get up. And my mom is trying to pick my dad up. She's trying to get me away from him. He's like, yo, like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. I remember there was a priest in that room. There was I just remember so much different shit happening in that room. Like, it was crazy. So my mom pulls us out, and me and my dad are just crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. We're just crying and crying and crying. And then one of Khalid's aunts and one of Khalid's uncle. Khalid's uncle is married to... I used to work at ShopRite, and she used to work there too. So I am, I met her through ShopRite, but she's married to Khalid's uncle. So that's really how, you know, we're really... I love you, Janet. But yeah. Um, and she had come, like, right when I was walking out, I think... Or I, I don't remember, but I remember she just hugged me and was like, oh my God, like, oh my God. And I'm like, yo, like, this is crazy. Yo, your, like, your memory is really, really powerful because as I'm telling this story, it's like a movie is happening in my head. I'm getting bits and pieces and flashes of that day. Like, I'm... In my head, I see Zaire, like, hunched over, just crying. Shamar had came. Like, he's just crying. Khalid's girlfriend at the time, just crying. Like, that was one of the hardest days of my life. And truly, I don't remember what I was like before that day. Because I was going through a lot at the time. I had just broke up with my boyfriend like like maybe a week before he passed away. I just was feeling so like alone in my life. And I just felt like I needed to get away from everybody. So I tried to break up with him. And then Khalid died. And it was just like, yo, like, whoa. I remember the funeral. I hated the funeral. I'm not even going to lie to you. I hated the way he looked. I hated everything. Cause I just, I just felt like it didn't represent him in the way that it should have. He deserved so much better than what he got. He taught me so much about myself. He taught me so much about life. He changed the way I, the way I, he changed my perception of life completely. 
One thing about Khalid was he was if he was sad or if he was going through something, he was never going to show you that. He was always going to live his life. He was always going to be happy around other people. But that's what depression does. Like, you learn to mask it. You learn to cope with it. Like, you learn to make it seem like you're okay around other people, but you're really going through it. And I respect him because he never wanted to put his burdens on other people. But I feel like he didn't realize how much, like, him just telling people would have probably helped him. We loved him so much. Like, now that I think about it, the whole group that we all, that we had in high school of friends that still, like, come together and still fuck with each other, we're so blessed to have that. Like, there's a lot of people in that group. Like, we really, really grew up together. And we really, like, I personally feel like him passing, like, it was kind of stamped for all of us. Like, yo, okay, we got to all have each other's back no matter what. Like, that's what he would want. And I feel like that's what we all have been living by. And I'm grateful for that because, you know, you as you as when you grow up, you're like, I hope I get this group of friends that, you know, fucks with me and that I can just call whenever, whenever I need something. Like, I feel like Khalid brought me, like, a lot of, he got me, he brought me a big group of guys that I know will always fuck with me because they look at me as a little sister. And I love that. And I'm happy about that. So I have a family for life because of him. So I think when it comes to him, we all just were really, 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 really fucked up after that. My best friend, Jade, like, they were really, really close. We were all just, it was just, that was just the one, the most unexpected thing I think that we all thought could have happened that happened to all of us at the same time. And it was like, yo, like, this is a lot. Like, I think it took me, he's been, this is about to be his third year anniversary. He took me up until three years to really speak about it. This is my first time talking about it. I'm crying my eyes out right now. Like, I've never really ha shown this emotion, this much emotion about it in a while. So it's like, wow, like, I didn't know I still had that much pain behind it still so it's this is really good for me right now really like i'm happy that i'm i decided to do this today but after he passed away like i was really 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 different i was really really closed off really standoffish really angry like i went i had gone back to school because he had passed away november 20th that's right around thanksgiving time and i think i had like a few more days left to school and then it was thanksgiving break so I had gone back to school and I was just so sad like I didn't want to go I'm not gonna lie like I was barely going to class I was barely leaving my room like I really I really did not leave my room throughout the day and I was just really 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 sad I would be asleep I would just I would wake up, sleep, try to do some homework, try maybe go to class, come back, sleep, do nothing, like cry. I just didn't want to do anything. And it got to the point where my my sweet mates would knock on my door, like, yo, like you gotta come out, bro. Like we know what you're going through. Like, let's talk, let's do something. And it, I just didn't want to do it. Like I think that was when I really, really realized like one Khalid was depressed and depression is so severe that it, it definitely could lead to suicide and it's more prominent in men and two this is what depression really feels like like I was so depressed that he 
one, I, I think I was in a stage of anger because it was kind of like, why did you leave me here by myself? Now I got to be, I got to try to be what you were to all these different people. This is a lot of people that we fuck with. This is a lot of people in our group. Like you were everything to all of us. Like how am I, how am I keep this shit together? Kind of. That's exactly how I felt. Then it was like, damn, like, bro, I, I would trade places with you. Like, you deserve this chance to live this life instead of me. Because I, I really, everybody that I everybody that I know has said this, he really could have been anything. Anybody. He was so amazing. He could have been something so special. And I know it. I know it. I always said, like, yo, I would trade places with him. And I think that's when my depression got to the suicidal level, just like he did. I was going through the same patterns that he did at that point. I just kept telling myself, like, oh, I would trade places with him. I would trade places with him in a heartbeat. Like, I wish I was him. I wish I was him. Then it transitioned to, well, now I want to be with him. Because now he's there by himself. Like, nah, he should have had this opportunity to live. So, yeah, I was definitely... I think the suicidal ideations were definitely prominent in my life. And I spoke about that on the suicide episode of season one or the depression episode of season one, actually, sorry. But suicidal ideations was definitely prominent. And I was definitely scared because we don't realize like we, me seeing that happen to him was kind of like, oh shit, this shit is real. Then me go, me having to, you know, learn to cope with his absence was really like, oh shit, this shit is real. So maybe like his decision, I understand it. Like I understood his decision more after I had gone through the process of coping up without him. It forced me to. And like, that's why I respected him so much more after I learned like, okay, like I had to get myself out of that. Like I can't, I can't, what, what am I gonna, what am I gonna do? I have to pick myself up. I have to keep going to work. I have to keep going to school. I have to keep living my life because that's what he would want me to do. I have to do that. But I was stuck in such a dark place for a while that my parents was like, yo, like, let's go talk to somebody. Let's go do something. And they had got me the same therapist as Messiah's dad, actually. And they were like, yo, like, your uncle Corey had used this guy. Like he really liked him. Like try it out. And that's what what was really the motivation for me to be like, okay, I'll do it. Cause my uncle Corey fuck with him. Like okay, let me try. And I tried. He was really nice. Like I'm nothing against him, but like I just think that therapy is not for me. Like personally, I feel like the only person that can really help you with your problems is you. I could tell somebody how I feel all I want and they can give me all the advice that they want, but it's up to me to take it and it's up to me to feel if that advice is right for me. It's really all about me. I can tell somebody all I want. It doesn't solve my problem. That doesn't take anything away from me, really. So it's just like I started realizing that like I can, I have to handle this, in, this within me, literally. I am the only one that can help me at the end of the day. I'm the only, I am my only person. At the end of the day, whatever I feel is whatever I feel. I have to live through it. I have to sit with it. I have to, I have to sit through it and let it overcome me and then handle it. I have to heal from the things that I would speak about. So I don't know, therapy, 
Therapy is a good choice for people who don't know what to do. Therapy is a good first step. Therapy will may help some people, but for me, it just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't beneficial. Like I, I just stopped going because it was just like I don't. Yeah, it's okay. I'm talking about my problems, and maybe I feel a little better. But it's just like after a while, it's like nah. Like okay, I, I have to handle this within me. That's really it. I had come home from. Thanksgiving break and I didn't go back for a while actually because I just wasn't I just couldn't do it and I think it was a struggle for me because like I said like my thoughts were more on the level of damn I should have picked up my phone that day when he called me damn I should have went to go get him when he asked me to instead of sending instead of going to sleep Like, damn, I should have did that for him when he asked me to. Damn, like, it's just, like, it brings you to things like that. And it makes you kind of question yourself. And you're not supposed to, but it's inevitable. I remember I went to a psychic. Like, I think it was for my 19th birthday it was. I went to a psychic and I had red hair. And I remember she started laughing while I was getting my reading and I'm like what happened what's funny and she's like he said he likes your hair she was like he said it looks like fruit punch and I was weak because it's just like that's something he would say I know he loved it like (laughs) okay one thing I will say in this episode psychics and mediums and tarot readings and all that stuff I highly recommend like there's so bro they have brought me so much peace in my life when I needed it the most so, like, I really, really recommend them. Like, only going to people that you know, like, are have the credentials to do it and are just very, like, good. But, and for you, like, you have to pick a specific person for you, I think. Because my psychic, I've gone to her, like, three times. And it's literally just because I connect with her. Like, our bond is fire. Like, she's cool. So, I highly recommend you, you know, find somebody for you. But I think that shit is really, really, it gives you closure on a lot of situations that you didn't know you needed. Like, I've gone to my psychic and she's talked to me about Khalid so many times. Like, he said, like, oh, like, I remember she told me that I was going to start seeing a lot of things in nature when it came to, and when I see them, to automatically equate it to him. So I started seeing leaves. I started seeing butterflies. I started seeing um, feathers. And the butterfly thing is kind of what was the motivation for it to be in my logo because monarch butterflies i feel like every time i see them monarch butterflies are beautiful and i feel like they symbolize transitions and growth into new beings and that's kind of what happened to me when i went through losing khalid like i had to grow into a new person now i had to grow into a new environment of losing someone so vital to my existence and vital to my daily routine so it was a lot and i feel like butterflies symbolize all of that and when I started seeing them I automatically used to think of him and I remember my but I remember Jade she used to always send me like videos of butterflies that she would see and it's like wow I thought of you and it's just like yeah they they always symbolize Khalid for me and I remember I I just recently that's so crazy I just recently did a suicide walk because me and my mom do one every year for suicide awareness ever since Khalid died and it was at a beach there were so many monarch butterflies flying around it was beautiful it was beautiful and I remember my mom kept looking at me like see those are for you see those are for you it was just so amazing it was so amazing like that stuff was really real
your angels will send you any sign that they want that they know will bring you happiness that they know will be like that you'll immediately equate it to them they know but also another thing like when sometimes when i'm driving i will just happen to you know how there's like street lights on the highway when you're driving and there's consecutive ones that one after the other one after the other sometimes like you know we don't really usually notice when one of them is out because we see so many of them. When we're focused on the road, we're not looking at it. But like frequently, I will just be driving one day and occasionally look up and one of them will be out. Or I'll be driving and I'll just happen to look up and one will go out. And it's like I immediately equate it to Khalid because he died in a car accident. And because... I don't know. That's just, I just feel so safe every time I see it. And same thing with like when I see like rays of sun, like I automatically think it's Khalid because it's like, I don't know. Like he just, like my psychic said, like I'm going to see things in nature like that I wouldn't be paying attention to. Like, uh, he's made me get into spirituality and all that so much more because like he really ties into it. Like, man, I don't know. I just feel like overall, me losing him, I was so down because like I said, like I wanted to trade places with him, one. Two, I was so angry because it was like, how could you leave me here? Like, I'm not gonna lie, at that point in time, at that point in life, life was hard. We were young, we were 18, we were going through bullshit, breaking up with boyfriends and girlfriends, just doing dumb shit, being in school, like focus on the wrong shit. And we were so sad about it. So I get it, I understand because I had just broken up with my boyfriend the week before, so I get it. But at the same time, it's like I feel like he didn't give him chance, himself a chance to grow to see that those things happen. And yes, it's okay to be sadder than most sometimes, but you got to cope with that. Because I think that's a lesson that I learned when I was 20, 21, 19. He didn't give himself that chance. And that's another thing that I was really, really angry about because it was just like you could have talked to me. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have paid more attention. Like, I was just angry at everything. So I think that's why at that point in mo that, that moment in my life is kind of, like, sad because, like, I was just doing really crazy shit at that time because I was so angry. So I was trying to hurt everybody, really. Like, I was doing a lot of things that were really out of my character that, like, looking back on it, like, I would never do. You know? Like, stuff like that. Like, I was just bugging. I was just mad. I was just thought life was unfair as fuck which it was and it is but that's just life so yeah I was just mad but then like after I started doing all this crazy wild shit it was just like damn like that shit started to come around and bite me in the ass so I was like fuck like I gotta change like I gotta learn to deal with this I gotta be okay I gotta like move on with my life I gotta keep moving forward because that's what he would want me to do like I had to make a difference because if I didn't, I would. I was really just going to keep going down the bad path that I was going. Like, I wasn't, I really was not going to class. I was not doing any work. I was not trying to do nothing with my sweet mates. I wasn't trying to be seen. I wasn't, do, I wasn't outside, none of that. Like, it was just, it was a bad time. So, I really, really struggled with finding myself. And then, like, I feel like as time went on, we always celebrated, like, his anniversary every single year like as a group and that was so cool because I feel like that's one that's what he wanted us to do and two it was just like 
I love that we do that because it shows that like, yo, we're all in this together. Like we all, we have to lean on each other to get through it. And I think life was some, like, I think afterwards when he, after when he died and after the funeral and all that stuff, like, I remember walking outside from his funeral and seeing everybody. I was just so sad. Like, that, bro, that was probably one of the saddest weeks of my life. That honestly made me hate Thanksgiving. And I used to love Thanksgiving because, one, I love food. Hello. And two, Thanksgiving was just such a good time. Like, all the family would be around. Like, you would see everybody. Like, bro, him dying. And also, another, what the fuck, I just realized, not even I just realized, but I just remembered to say, Khalid died November 20th, my cousin Scooter died November 19th. So, like, the whole month of November for me is just shit. Like, me and my mom be going through it because Scooter was her nephew. So, yeah, like, that was just another terrible, terrible death by gun violence. Yeah, I've been through some crazy ass shit in my life. <laughs> so, like... It's wild. Like, I hate it. I hate November. I hate Thanksgiving. But as I'm getting older, and honestly, like, talking about it on this episode and just crying my eyes out just now kind of helped because I feel lighter. Like, I was always carrying around this burden of, like, the dread for November. Like, oh, I'm going to have to go through that again. Like, now I'm, like, now that I'm getting older, I'm kind of okay with it. Like, I've come to terms with his death and why he did what he did and why things had to go the way that they ended up going. It's unfortunate, but that is life. Like, what can you really do? I feel like I'm making him so proud. We're all making him so proud, first of all. Everybody's doing different things. Everybody's have brands, podcasts. We're making music. We're doing mad different stuff. And it's just like, he would be so proud of us. And I just wish he was here to see it. And I wish I got to see him walk down the aisle one day. I wish I got to see his children. Like, they would have been so beautiful. Oh, my God. So beautiful. I wish I got to see him graduate college. I wish I got to see him get his first house. I wish I got to see him have his first daughter. I wish I got to see him do a lot of different things, bro. I wish I got to see him turn 30. Like, I wish uh, he just would have been such an amazing dad, such an amazing husband, such an amazing individual. And I feel like he didn't give himself the chance to do it. He was really going through some shit and was just like, nah, I can't do this. And I feel like what really stopped me from wanting to follow in his footsteps and go to suicide route was because I I, I realized when he, you know, what people don't realize is that when they kill themselves and they leave behind so much hurt within the people that fuck with them, like their family and their friends, like, they leave these people to pick up the pieces and have to like be like shit like they don't realize all the people that they leave behind and all the pain that they leave behind and i just i i couldn't be the reason that my community and my family have to go through that shit again cuz going through it with Khalid was wild that shit was brutal that shit was the worst the worst thing i've ever gone through in my life really seriously i can't wait for this year's anniversary because I'm going to be with Messiah, first of all. I feel like this year's anniversary is going to be different because I'm going to be with Messiah. I'm going to be with my dad. I'm going to be away from Long Island. And I just can't wait to see Messiah play this. I feel like that 
that is so cool that he's out living his dreams and doing everything that he wants to do. And I'm on over here do, living my dreams and doing what I want to do. Like, Khalil would be so proud of us. Messiah's dad would be so proud of us. And I said that to my dad recently. I'm like, yo, he would be so proud to see everything that we've done. Like, we've been doing a lot of great stuff. I just wish things could have been different to where he would have showed us something or gave us, you know, some, the slightest inkling that he wasn't feeling okay. And we were, we all would have been on him. Like, I just, I just wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been his voice of reason. I wish I could have talked to him because my dad was telling me that when I was away at school, because I, I always felt bad because Messiah went to Missouri for school. I went to New Jersey for school and Khalid stayed out here. And he used to always come to my house and talk to my dad and just spend the day with my dad and just chill. And I used to love that because like, my dad has always been the community dad. Not even the community dad. Not, he's just always been the gang dad. Like, I always told everybody that I fucked with, like, heavy. Like, yo, my dad is your dad. Like, he's gonna, if you, if you fuck with me, he's gonna fuck with you. So, you pick where you stand, pretty much. And my dad was like that with Khalid, Messiah, Zaire. Like, our whole group, like, could always count on my dad. And I just feel like that was one of Khalid's go-to people and I love that because that's one of my go-to people because it's like yo he's great like he's so like you really sit and talk to him for hours and he'll always understand because he's been through crazy shit too so like he always gets it and if he don't get it he's gonna ask you questions to where it's like okay make me get it so I don't know my dad's just like maybe he was a therapist in his past life I don't know but I really think so but <laughs> yeah one of the main reasons that I am the woman that I am today is because of Khalid. He taught me how to love life, even if it's a little bit shitty right now. He taught me how to see people for what they are. And, you know, yeah, like, shit's going to hurt, but you got to push through it. you got to push through it because if you don't, you're letting yourself down, essentially, because you're not giving yourself the chance to really grow and really feel some shit. Because you got to grow. In order to grow, you got to feel some shit. You got to go through some pain. You got to go through some heartbreaks. You got to be let down. You got to be betrayed. You got to be disappointed. You got to do all that. But then again, when you're 18 and you're going through the transition of going through everything, it's a lot. I get it. So I feel like I've gained a lot of peace from really sitting with his death and really like analyzing it and really being like, okay, like, I have to deal with it. I have to keep it moving. I got to keep pushing. I got to make a name for myself in honor of him because that's what he would want. So that's been my mission of what I want to do. I always said my son has, has his name as his middle name. My son's middle name will definitely be Khalid. I've always said that. Listen, I don't care who I fuck with, whoever baby with. Listen, that's the one motherfucking addition. I am carrying this motherfucker for nine months. Yeah, you, yeah, shut up. That's his middle name. That's not what I said. But, wow, I didn't expect to cry like that. I really, really didn't. I really, really didn't. See, that's what, see, that's why I love podcasting because it forces you to talk about some shit. And I feel like when you talk about shit, it, it allows those emotions to come up and it allows those emotions to be raw and be real. You really don't realize the shit that you're carrying around every single day with you. That's why you be so tired. That's why you be so like, damn, like life is crazy. Like life is just blah. Like you're carrying around so much with you every single day and talking about it and crying about it and just getting through it and 
dealing with it is important. So I think I never really did that until right now. And honestly, like all of season one, I knew that this was going to be an episode on season two because I wanted to air it obviously in November and the day before he passed away. So I, I knew it had to wait. So I in season one, you know, I'm talking about lighthearted stuff. Like I'm, I'm getting into the nitty gritty stuff like depression and criminal injustice and all that stuff. But I'm keeping it light because I'm, I'm giving you an introduction of me and like what's to come and how I want to go about my podcast. But season two is definitely going to be me just like really getting into my life and really letting you guys in because I feel like season one was amazing because I grew a great following and I, I made a name for myself and I, I let people know like, yo, I'm here. Like I'm really doing the podcast thing. And I really like, I, I gained so much respect from so many different people because of me actually doing this and me being different. And like I have the launch party coming up. I have, I'm recording both episodes. I'm recording season, I'm recording episodes one and two next week, which I'm so excited about. Um, yeah, this is good. I've recorded episode three already. This is, this is going to be the episode for episode three. So I'm like way ahead of schedule. Like things are going great. Like season two is really going to be good. And I feel like this episode is going to be amazing because I really was, I, that was really raw emotion. Like I really cried. I really like all that. I really cried. I really cried, bro. I really cried on this motherfucker. Like, that's my first time ever crying on this show. That's crazy. But it was so needed. It was so needed. Because honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I feel really good right now. Like, really good. Okay, one thing I will say to end this episode. To the gang of people that I've grown up with, that me and Khalid have grown up with, that have held me down throughout this whole process and that have been that have looked at me as a little sister has looked at me as someone that they can go to y'all know who you are i don't even gotta say no names gave me love and gave me compassion and was really there through my journey of dealing with this this as well as going through their own journey as well i respect you i will always be there for everybody that's that gone through that went through this death with me like it really took a village to heal everybody. And I I don't, like I said, I don't think, think that we're completely healed, but we're, we've all learned to cope with it in, a, in, a, in our own way. And I always got y'all back. Y'all can always count on me. Because one thing Khalid never did was turn his back on people that he was loyal to. And I'm loyal as fuck, and that's not in my character either. I think one thing that I've also learned when you deal with when you go through life in general, you have to take certain characteristics that you like or that you love in the people that you love and are around you and apply them to your character as well. All those positive traits that you see other people doing, you should bring into your life as well. So being loyal and sticking to the people that you say you're going to stick with is important. And he taught me that as well. So we may fight, we all, we all fight, we go through crazy shit, but we always got each other back. Because at the end of the day, every every birthday of Khalid's, every Khalid anniversary, we're always all together. So that shows that like we all got each other for the rest of our lives, and that's really, really cool. And that's great, because I can't wait for us to really go through the next chapters of our lives and really see each other grow, because we've really grown up together. We went to high school together, middle school, all that. Like, we're adults now. We got jobs. We working. We buying cars. We doing all this stuff. Like, that's really good. I'm really proud of where we all have come, and Khalid would be so proud of us. I'm so happy I just got that out. It feels really, really, really good. All right. Peace out, y'all.
Love always. Jay. Dear Khalid, I haven't written you a letter in a really, 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 really long time. I used to write them a lot after you passed away, but um, I think I started to come to peace with you being gone, so I often just dedicate the times that I go to the cemetery to you. And I go there to just talk and just say what I feel, because every time I go, I always feel you. Every time. I just want to say thank you for the impact that you've had on me, the life that I've created for myself, the person that I've become. Thank you, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for having you and for losing you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for the genuine love, the honesty, the loyalty, the realness, the all the good qualities in you that I've made it my mission to embody in myself. You built so much strength in so many people and you have no idea how much we love you, how much we miss you, how much we wish we could you could be here with us. I wish you could see this. You'd be so happy. You'd be so excited for me. And we had so many things left to do together still and I'm sad we won't ever get to do them. But I'm happy I got to know you. I'm happy I got to have you. I'm happy I have the same last name as you. I'm happy that you were put into my life to do some really, really great things and really, really impact me in ways that you never even thought you would ever do. So thank you. I love you. I'm sorry I couldn't see through you and understand how you truly, truly felt because you did your best to never, ever show that and never have people worry and have people in fear of what you were capable of because I don't think we ever saw this coming. But I understand you. I understand every decision you made. I understand that you always tried to move with love. And even after your death, you still always moved with love. I love you. I don't know how many times I could say it. I wish I could have said it so many more times to your face. But I love you. I miss you. We all miss you. But thank you for being you.